Welcome to I Will Watch Anything Once. I'm your host, Mark David Christensen. Will everything that we did on the internet one day come back to haunt us? Probably. I really don't have anything deep or philosophical to talk about with the dangers of the internet or being plugged in. I know I should put my phone down and stop looking at the internet every couple of minutes and actually interact with the world around me. But it's hard. It's now just part of our daily lives. You've heard this all before. Great videos online that parody the world that we live in. Go watch those, because you know what? I'm gonna stay plugged in. Whatever I've done online might one day come back and bite me in the ass. So be it. For now, I have a guest, and he's one of my best friends in Los Angeles, James Mulholland. All right, I'm here with James Mulholland. Did I say that last name right? Yeah, close enough. Mulholland. Mulholland. It's close. It's yeah. like the... You live in Mulholland. Angeles, Mulholland Drive. Oh, I'm sorry. I got it fucking wrong. Just It's kidding. okay. I accept your apology. Uh, we, just, we just watched the movie Hackers. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, so and it was amazing. <laughs> I've seen it. Oh, we'll talk about it. And how amazing it was. Uh, but he says with a smirk. Yeah, I'm smirking this entire time. I, la- I laughed pretty hard through this movie. <laughs> but we'll talk about that in a moment. But um, first off, James, why did you want to introduce me to this movie? For a movie that you, you kind of laughed through uh, a lot of, and I laughed through a lot of too, I actually have a pretty serious reason for it, which is that I watched this movie for the first time when I was, I think I was 12 when it came out in 95, and I went to the theater to see it, and my mom, God bless her, took me back for my second and third times when I wanted to see it wow. again and again, and she, I sat, would never, she that's sat through it every time and didn't complain, and I fucking, I loved this movie. Something about it, something about the, that ridiculous, like, over-the-top romanticism of a bunch of teenagers beating the big guy, but in a way that, regardless of the way that hacking was actually portrayed, but they beat the big guys in that movie in a way that you could actually conceive of a bunch of teenagers doing. It wasn't like uh, that Sean Astin movie where he's a prep school kid and a bunch of terrorists take over his prep school and the kids fight back and win. Oh, isn't that a Red Dawn or whatever? No, no, that Red that Dawn was... was a different one. This was... What uh, was that one called? This was called, like, Soldier Boys or something. Oh, I think I know, yeah. But uh, that movie, you know, came out around the same time, I think. It was fun. It was goofy. But you can never see yourself in that situation. This is one of those things that in the 90s, I was just old enough to be aware of how important computer technology okay. was becoming. And so it was like it was like uh, looking into the future and saying, maybe one day this could really happen. And like a bunch of 17-year-olds could get together yeah. and defeat some evil villain who skateboards through his giant server room with their computers. Um, <laughs> the, one of the... It was... Faciliest, but great. Yeah. First, I wanted to... Before we get into my, like, my reaction yeah. to the movie and we get more into that, I want to talk about this idea that... So, like, at 12, you were really, like, taken aback by this idea of, like, the hackers and that world. You're a programmer now. Like, you yeah. do that now and you, yeah, like, I, as a that job. Is the thing that And, like, that's you. the first thing that popped in my head. I was like, did this movie... Yes. Did, did, this, did seriously this movie, the movie that was, like... 100%. This, this is the movie that made in, me interested in computers. Wow! <laughs> it, it is. I credit the movie Hackers completely with my, my computer knowledge with my love for not just putzing around or uh-huh. gaming on a computer or like putting together another PC to play Crisis 3, whatever on. 
Mm-hmm. I credit it for my for the fact that I I taught myself things mm-hmm. every time I found a new technology or a new you know it, this is so generic and vague sounding but I want to learn new software I want to learn new operating systems I want to learn new command yeah. line techniques that's great and I've wanted that since the days of prodigy internet when we would dial up on, on our old 386 computer yeah. in the basement of my folks' house. I've wanted that because of this movie. Wow. Yeah, and honestly... This movie made a big influence. Uh, I think... That's amazing. Even now, I feel good about this movie. It, it tweaks that romantic... Yeah. And I look back and I think this... Other than a movie like... Um, do you remember the movie Sneakers with Robert Redford? Yeah, I, I that honestly have a, not seen that movie from start to finish, but I know of it. It was kind of a hacking movie, and it came yeah. out a few years before, and you know, obviously there was a, a movie like War Games mm-hmm. in the in the 80s. This is, I think, the first movie that popularly represented computers as a good thing. Everything else that I can think of before it, other than Sneakers, which that was beyond the ken of like a 12-year-old, though. Mm-hmm. Everything before yeah. it that I was familiar with painted computers as evil. In War Games, the computer is bad. The computer only creates bad things. Yeah. You have to overcome the computer. In fucking Terminator, out to destroy the human race. In um, really just about anything that I can think of, computers were were demonized. It was technology is evil. The Matrix, yeah. This was the first movie that said, you know what? No, computers aren't bad. The good guys can do the things u- with computers. In a the sense, user. it's the users. Yeah. It's up it's like a, there's a there's a larger philosophical thing there. Then. Yes. Because like like one of my favorite movies Tron. Tron. I yep. love Tron to this day and I will defend <laughs> Tron. As boring as everybody yeah. knows it is, I think it's one of the best. Um <laughs> But I think that's like, it's, there's like a huge like a philosophical thing there mm-hmm. that like it's not the program the that's evil. Yeah, but there's yeah. like even that, even though what you're you're discussing like getting at where it's like this movie didn't present it as like oh computers are evil. They're and us humans have to take it down. It's it's what it's what the user does or what you use the yeah. programs for. The idea of hacking, the technology that they actually use in the movie is so absurd and over the top and ridiculous that you almost can't take it seriously and almost couldn't take it seriously even when it came out. But that idea, that fundamental thing behind it is solid to this day. I would agree with that. I mean, for a movie, my I, like a movie I did not necessarily enjoy, yeah. I agree with you. I agree 100% with yeah. you on that. <laughs> All right, well, I'm glad to hear that at least. Because I didn't, I didn't go into this thing. I, when you said, what movie do you want to watch? And I said, Hackers. I didn't say that thing. No. This is a movie that, that you are going to love. Which I'm happy. Like, but it's a movie I, that I, I wanted to watch with you so that we could talk about yeah, it. Yeah, and like, I was, I'm not, I'm, I didn't yeah. think it was a waste of my time. No, no, me. I'm glad. <laughs> not like that kind of like, oh, I didn't like this and it was a waste of my time. Right. Nothing like that. I think there are things in there that I think you're getting at, and maybe because, and I, I only say this because you did see it at a younger age and you've had it in your whole mm-hmm. life, that you can probably, like, you identify with the, th- the things you were, you, you're discussing. Yeah. Whereas me, now, seeing it with fresh eyes, I can see it. But at the same time, everything else that's wrong with the movie gets in the way. Hard to look past. Because there was plenty of things in the movie where I was like... That classic story of an underdog mm-hmm. being able to overcome someone else, especially that's in power, that's not good, is classic. It's a classic thing. Yeah. And I can totally see it there. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. It has it has the traditional story structure of little guy, big guy. Yeah. 
I just think this movie is not clear on what (laughs) the bad guy is necessarily doing other than that one virus. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just like a script that that felt like, I I wouldn't call it a first draft. Yeah. But it wasn't like the final draft. No, there was, it It was like, used a lot of polish. like, Like, just simple things of like, hey man, why didn't you show me that he had like, he cared about his mom way earlier in the yeah. movie. That should be something you should be telling me within like the first fifteen minutes of the movie, yep. setting up that they have a, a like a a loyal relationship. Setup wasn't their strong. <laughs> yeah, like you showed that so late, and like immediately when the threat came, then you yeah. showed me. Oh, then after after. After the plague, which I think is so funny that he calls himself the plague. Oh yeah, Fisher Stevens, the bad guy character. Yeah, which is weird because he works for a corporate. It would it, oh, there's just things that I think would, that work great. Yeah, that just weren't utilized in this movie. If yes. that makes sense. Yeah, because I do like the idea that a guy that works for a major corporation to for security on computers is actually like a guy that's using his power for his own need. Yeah, great idea. And I like the idea that maybe he, everybody thinks he's this one guy and he goes by his name, but it really, in the hacker world, it's called a plague. But they never established him in the hacker no, world. he was just a, a corporate security expert who insisted that his employees... Call him a plague. This, ...at this company call him by his, yeah, his like, handle. Yeah, like, that is why, yeah. like, I wish, like, like I, I was, like, just a simple thing of, like, no, like, they should know who this guy is in yep. the hacker world. So then, uh, I mean, you just give him a little weight, and I'd be like, all right. This yeah. guy's this guy's the shit in the hacker world, and he's the, and he's the head of this, and he's in charge of the security. This is it, you know. Right. This shouldn't be happening. They should have recognized his handle when it came up and been awed. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, he's, he's the one that... we're going up against? Yeah. We can't do this anymore, guys. We're going to lose. Yeah. like, And I know yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a classic thing, but it just feels like that's what I needed. I needed... It, it's Maybe it's a, it's a common trope, but I'll tell you what. This is not a movie that shies away from tropes, so there was no reason for them not They're to not just to. embrace it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I would have probably embraced this movie more if it would have just gone with more tropes. Yeah traditional things that I would have been like great you're making it clear and I'm yeah. on board you know what I mean like oh I don't know anything about hacking but you're getting me on board right by doing those tropes and that- it was interesting you say I don't know anything about hacking and it, that just makes me think this movie represented <laughs> hacking so bizarrely but then <laughs> there was bizarre. then they threw in little details where I can't tell if the screenwriter original screenwriter actually knew this world and then it got butchered in production or like in further that? drafts, the little things, yeah. or if it was just a guy didn't know anything about hacking or about computers and looked up three details online and was like, I'm going to pepper these in in the first act, second act, and third act so people think I know what I'm talking <laughs> See, about. See, I'm going to go with that second yeah. idea. Because <laughs> yeah. I would have gone with the first idea if, if it had been like a well-structured mm. thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? At least a tr- pretty traditional structured like thing. And women like, oh, all right, but then you like slipped in those things because it was like that's what I could get away with. Right. But this feels like, oh shit, I want to do a show about hackers, but I don't know anything. What? I mean, uh, Wikipedia wasn't alive at the time, but it was probably like, I'll just talk to a couple people or look up a couple of yeah, things. You know, oh, what I you... found this manifesto that you said in the manifesto yeah. they say is real, right? Yeah, the hacker manifesto. They actually, it's a, a real document that they completely uh, that set just off, quoted oh, it. That yeah. really just kind of actually set off the legitimate popular hacker movement that sounds that sounds ridiculous when i say it like that but it's it's one of the things that kind of brought that idea into the limelight in the in the 80s and 90s and it's a real document 
and they quote it, but it's not quoted to any legitimate effect or for any real reason other than to drop in a quote from the Hacker Manifesto and be like, wink, wink to anyone who knows. Yeah, it really is. And it's just the two, like, schlub cops talking about it. And one cop goes, it's cool, man. Yeah. And then there's there's no other. And, like, it's almost like in a good script, in a good script, that cool would be like a setup to like let this guy kind of be the sympathetic cop yeah to the hacker but he was just a, but then after that cardboard. nothing no. <laughs> although i would like to point out it's mark anthony the, it's mark anthony <laughs> singer and j-lo's ex-husband mark anthony, mark anthony as the lame undercover cop really lame yeah super, he would pop up in the funniest places like yeah, the like party a, was the yeah. best oh god like trance dancing at a yeah. weird house party rave should How? we Oh, good. What? I was just going to say, should we run down the basic idea of hackers? Uh, so sometimes. That, so that your, can if we want. your listeners don't have to go, go out ahead. and watch it if they don't want to. I hope they watch it. That's what I, I, I want them to, but I can, I can understand the shit that you were you and I were already talking about it. Yeah. Kind of turning people off. Run it down. The, uh, the kid named uh, Dade Murphy, who goes by the hacker handle <laughs> Zero Cool. Zero Cool. In 1988, at the age of 12 or 13 or whatever. <laughs> no, no, it was like 7, right? I don't know. If he was 18 in... No, no, he would have been 11. Then, 11, Because he had right? a 7... 88? At the age of 11, he wrote a virus or something that crashed 1,507... Quote, unquote, I love you have to have the systems yeah. across the world. There's no, including no Wa- which they just threw in there, including Wall Street. Including Wall Street, <laughs> he, they crashed Wall Street. The system, <laughs> yeah, um, the system, and his. Uh, <laughs> Because of that, he he was arrested and his family. He was sentenced. Uh, his family was given a forty five thousand dollar fine, which seems really low. Really, for what low. it is, and then he was sentenced to. Um, not, he's not allowed to use computers or touch tone phones until his eighteenth birthday. Seven years until his eighteenth birthday. So cut to his eighteenth birthday when he uh, hacks a public access television yeah. network uh, on the night before he's starting his senior year, where he meets another group of hacker kids who are apparently the cool kids in school and not the ones who... Well, I couldn't really tell in this movie where they socially fit. Yeah. Because, like, in the high school, they seemed very much like outcasts. Yes. But then, like, where they hung out and stuff seemed so hip. Yeah, it was super hip. They they hang out at a really awesome underground nightclub slash rollerblade yeah, skate park. Yeah, I love that, like, that. A lot of rollerblading in the movie. A lot of rollerblading. But they hang out there and, um... Through a series of misadventures, uh, the the lamest member of their band of misfits <laughs> gets caught up in a scheme uh, concocted by Fisher Stevens uh, of Short Circuit. You probably won't recognize him from Short Circuit oh, because in this, he's not dressed up to look like an Indian man. He's oh, a white yeah, guy. He's the, in Short Circuit, he was the white guy who they painted brown. Yeah. In a horrible... To be the scientist, right? Yeah, to be the scientist in a horrible show of weird 80s racism. But he's in this, and he's the skateboarding badass who is using his position at an oil company to... Uh, he, he's created a worm that nibbles a few cents out of every transact, financial transaction this, from the company. That, that, that little detail about yeah. the worm... I and I'm going to use a, a, a film term like an right. asshole... But I just wish that it was some, um, uh, what is it called? Hmm. I just, now I lost the term that I wanted to use. <laughs> but um, what is it called when the audience knows something that the character the does? dramatic it? irony? Yeah. Yeah. Just give me some goddamn dramatic irony and don't make me wait to find out it's a worm. Yeah. Because I mean, it was poorly handled when the reveal of, of 
Dade, played by Johnny Lee Miller and his crew, figuring yeah. it out was not important. It wasn't. It wasn't important to the overall story. Yeah, and we just needed, to, like, yeah, I needed to know, like, there's that whole conversation which takes place on the escalators. The escalators that look like, it looks like a mall, mall but, but it's, then it's this, apparently business It's this building. corporate headquarters which, of an oil company. Yeah, made no sense. No. And uh, there's a whole conversation on those escalators with him and the girl. Yeah. That he's like in cahoots. Lorraine Bracco. Lorraine Bracco. From, really slumming it. From Goodfellas, right? Yeah. Man. Yep. You came... You, How, you, you fell so far. I might have fallen. <laughs> uh, but there's a whole conversation that's supposed to be like a reveal of like their cahoots about this. Yeah. But it reveals nothing. Right. It, it hints at it, but it's so vague and cryptic, the yeah. dialogue, that you're like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? After this company has found out that they've been hacked and the, the kid from Dave's group has basically taken a garbage file as proof that he hacked them, Yeah. you find out in this board meeting that Fisher Stevens is in charge and is supposed to be stopping it, and then you find out immediately after with his conversation with Lorraine Bracco that the file that was, the garbage file that was stolen was actually all of his... Secret information because he's planning. He planted the worm. He's taken twenty-five million dollars yeah. or something from the company, and now he's using this hack as an excuse to plant a virus that will flood the ballast on the port side of one of their oil tankers yeah. and tip it so that it floods oil into the ocean. If they don't give they him don't money. give him money, but he only made that virus. By the way, a virus that actually will do it. Not even a f- dummy virus, but he made that virus just so the Secret Service would get the kids' files and turn them back over because that's where the proof about the worm was. Yeah. But then he gets the proof about the worm and somehow, for some reason, continues on with the with the idea for this virus. Yeah. To to flood uh, to to tip the oil tanker and flood the water. Like he has what he needs and he's still like I'm launching the virus for no particular reason there was no reason like it was like he just no. wanted and they didn't even establish that he wanted more money no even he, though he already had the he worm had the going. money he had the account in, yeah. the, in the Caymans or whatever and clearly it had been like the money had been fed there already it was so it like his whole motivation made no sense yeah. like or just wasn't clear it, it because, was it wasn't clear they, they got because caught even, up in the cool even in that so. great scene which I loved because it was so ridiculous okay so you were just, fighting the urge to do air quotes right uh, right there probably a little bit <laughs> great scene yeah uh, but there was that oh my god like it blew my mind was the one where he so the bad guy it just wants this information back mm-hmm. that's pretty much all. he's just like I want yeah. this file back so I can give me the files and I'll walk away. almost like presenting to these kids I'll walk away. Yeah, you know what much. I mean. But when he finally gets it in that great scene where he rolls up on his skateboard, <laughs> a car. You clearly think a car is going to pull yeah. up. So, but yeah. he skateboards, so he's holding onto the side of a, like a limo, which it looks in, like a in limo. a dark alley, alley. Johnny Lee Miller's character Dade is standing on the sidewalk waiting for him. Yeah, the limo rolls up, and then you see that someone is attached <laughs> to the side of it, and it's Victor <laughs> Stevens on a skateboard holding onto the open window. <laughs> He lets go of the car, rolls past Dave, snatches the floppy disk. Skates, keeps skating, then grabs onto the car again. And it disappears around the corner, and and as Dave runs after it... Immediately a big boat, like... A big plume of, 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 uh, like, fog, smoke, whatever that was. Or, like, yeah, sewer fog, I don't know. (laughs) It was... It just poofed out of nowhere so that you couldn't see him anymore. But, like, he got the file then. Yeah, he had the file. I don't... I'm and that point, when you just stop, you'd be like, great, I'm out of the clean. Yeah. 
Because he doesn't point, know they made a copy. No, and at that point, you don't need the virus. You don't need to to flood the ocean with oil. millions of gallons of oil. Yeah. That's unnecessary. Well, completely unnecessary. And it, it was, does it does no one any good. Yeah, it was so. It was. I think there was I, those things. I just wish like. A movie that I think was like, just needed to clean those things up, Mm -hmm. and I would have been way more on board. Yeah. I think they kind of tried to motivate it when he was earlier in the movie saying like, uh, oh, well, I'm still going to do it because then they'll arrest all these hackers and no one ever listens to someone who's been accused of something like this. So they can never come back and say it was me. Yeah. would they have anyway? They just kind of wanted you to stop bothering their friends. They weren't... They weren't like feds out to right a wrong or to... They weren't crusading to stop you from taking this money. Yeah, exactly. They weren't. The only yeah. reason it did happen was a fluke. Exactly. But um, but yeah, Dade and uh, his band, including uh, Angelina Jolie. Young, young Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. That was the thing that brought her onto my radar as a 12-year-old. I bet. Boy, Jeez. did she stay on my radar for a few years. How could um, she not? And Matthew Lillard gorgeous. of SLC Punk Matthew. and... Uh, Wing Commander. Wing Commander. And Scooby-Doo. Come Scooby-Doo, on, guys. Scooby-Doo, that's right. He played Shaggy and Scooby-Doo. He was in Wing... Oh, yeah, he was in Wing Commander. And then two other guys who I don't know if they ever did anything else. They probably did. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you know what? I think, I... The, I think the kid who played uh, the Phantom Freak was his ha- hacker handle. Yeah. I think he became a backup singer for Mark Anthony. Are you serious? I'm pretty sure. Are you joking? I am not joking, and feel free to look it up right now, because I'm almost positive I'm right about this. Rinaldi Santiago? Rinaldi Santiago? Yeah. He was in Daylight, which I just... Was he? Yeah, I like that movie. The uh, Stallone movie? He looks like he's still acting, though. Oh, good. I was going to oh, say... Oh, wait, his resume's pretty short. Uh, I was going to be, like, in that horrible, condescending way, be like, good for him. Yeah. Good, good for, for him. Good for him. But I, I don't mean it that way. Like, he certainly wasn't the worst part of Hackers. Well, that's... I mean, it looks like he was a dancer and stuff. Oh. Singing, acting, dancing, and writing. He's a quadruple threat. Quadruple threat. Yeah. He was in some big movies. Con Air. Oh, I do remember him from Con Air. Come on, tell me he was Mark Anthony's backup singer. I just, I, uh, I want to be right about this. As a singer, Santiago has recorded with award-winning like Mark Anthony, performers. Paul Simon, Danny Riviere, and La India. There we go. Right. So, I don't know if that's... I was right-ish. Yeah. He has sung with Mark Anthony. For all you know, he was a backup singer. Though, yeah. But he's definitely singing with them. Okay. But, yeah, the it's that little crew, and it's, then it's just little guy hackers trying to take their guerrilla hacking warfare to the big corporate baddie. Yeah, like, there were so many... Oh, mixed in I with... Just, I just want to... What? Mixed in oh, with what? Oh, I was just going to say mixed in with that uh, wonderful, like, sequence where they have their hacker bet to see who can come out on top. There were so many weird, like, like, um, uh, not segues, like, um... Asides? Asides in tangents. this. Yeah, like, little tangents, like that yeah. competition that I was like... Or it's just like, why didn't this come earlier? Yeah, it didn't quite register. Literally, the competition came in, literally, after you're like, the Joey character is in trouble. Yeah. They clearly need to figure out what what happened to him. But instead of that going forward and going, we're going to solve this mystery about why Joey's Mm -hmm. gotten in trouble. We're going to fucking, like, stall. We'll yeah. stop that and try to do a hacker competition. Yeah, so that Johnny Lee Miller and Angelina Jolie can butt heads, <laughs> and build some sexual tension, and yeah. see who comes out on top as the better hacker, the cooler hacker. And they never so, finish that competition. No. But to do that, to do that, they hack outside a Chinese restaurant twice. 
they had uh, on top of a building once. Yeah. And then what was the other one? See, I think they just went back to that. They just went to the Chinese restaurant. Restaurant again. Yeah, and like a payphone. Johnny Lee Miller's character, because he's the protagonist, wins that bet because he hacked the Secret Service agent. He set up a personal ad where saying like, "Oh yeah, I like transvestites and water sports. Yeah, talk dirty to me." And he hacked into the system, some system or another, and said his status was deceased. And somehow he won, even though Angelina Jolie's character hacked his credit card and had it declined, and then hacked law enforcement databases to say that he had, like, 13 DUIs and 100-some other traffic violations. Yeah. That's a lot harder to take care of than what Johnny Lee Miller did. I agree. It's like, you can be like, I'm alive. Yeah, that's the much better hack. But they loved they loved his deceased hack. Yeah, like he wouldn't even say he's like he's dead, man. They were like, whoa, whoa. and you're like, really? But here's the thing: he literally went yeah. into something and just typed type deceased. deceased. And he said that he's like, oh yeah, I, I marked him as dead, and everyone's like, what? Boom, mind blown. Even though in the second before that, they showed them all gathered around his computer as he was typing deceased yeah, 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 into yeah, the yeah. box. That's that's the thing I like like the. Uh, Overall, this movie, like, this is beyond script. This is just visually storytelling. Yeah. It was so bad. It, there yeah. was things I was just like, what? Like, why are we cutting here? It why was. are you showing this at this moment? That's probably what drove me then. Like, not nuts, but just made me giggle, like, through the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. I was just like, what? It's one of those movies that you can see, You even if you haven't read a review of it, you have to imagine that that review uses the phrase frenetic a oh, lot. Yeah. Very much. And in a very negative way. Yeah. Oh, there's so many shots that like, or just sequences that were put together. So yeah. like, what? Why did you swoop away from the desk to show a person's feet walking away from this yeah. montage? <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. And then a lot of low angle shots of buildings. That was crazy. Location. That was crazy yeah. to me that they, every building was shot from that like weird low angle. Mm-hmm. And you're and like, huh? Like. What? <laughs> and how many dream sequences were there? Three. Three. Three dream sequences. You had, which they... Oh, those, like, those dream the sequences. Weir- yeah, the dream sequences are weird. <laughs> His was that he was making out with her. Yeah, yeah. Did he get a re- and then then cops came in and <laughs> took them away. Yeah, in Dave's the middle of it, out with Kate Angelina Jolie's character. Yeah, and they're getting hot and heavy, and you can see <laughs> she takes off her like leather biker jacket, and you can see her nipple. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh, this is PG thirteen. Yeah, you're getting excited. Yeah, and then cops burst in and just haul them both away. Yeah. And then and she has one, Whoa. which is weird as fuck, because <laughs> it's just this weird angle of somebody wearing like, like a, a leather, leather, like a leather, like it's like it leather lingerie. It's like yeah. a corset, and it's showing just thing, like hands touching crotch area and the yeah. leg, like thigh. <laughs> and so you're, the whole time you're thinking, oh, there's Angela oh, Jolie. Nope. Like, no, and then it just cuts. There's no like transition of like going up the body. No, it just cuts to the next moment. You see a Dade yeah. in like a like a leather like a red leather like turtleneck that just yeah. matches what you've just seen. So you're like, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. So the her fantasy is rubbing his Kendall crotch through these leather panties. Yeah. In her fantasy, what happened? And she when she wakes up, 
Every, every dream sequence, somebody wakes up bolt upright panting. Yeah. But her, she wakes up bolt upright panting and then gets this quir- like little quirky smile like, yeah. Oh, I'm glad. I liked exactly what that was. Yeah, like what weird <laughs> fetish do you have? A very specific one. <laughs> yeah, and then like, and then the, um, the freak. Freak, yeah. Freak, he has a dream. His dream sequence was the most normal. After they stole this data and made data. a copy of it, yeah. he had a dream that cops found him and arrested him. And that was it. But, but explain to me why, like, this dream sequences are just seem so... It's like it's like lazy narrative. Oh, a narration. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh man, I don't know how to... Uh, I don't know how to get into these people's heads. I'll just write narration. <laughs> I'll just write a narration over this. Or this and this time. Like, oh, uh, the sexual tension. I don't know how to write sexual tension. Yeah. They'll both dream about each yeah. other. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it's very, like... <laughs> Like, oh god! I don't know how to write. I don't know how to write tension. Like, ooh, it, this is supposed to be a real tense moment. Like, he got this disc with this information, and mm. it's real tense. I don't know how to write a tense scene. He'll dream about being arrested. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh yeah. Like it's so. It, it just became, It just felt really like. Like, there's parts of this movie I felt honestly felt cartoonish. Yeah. Which part do you feel was most cartoonish? I think those those this, those little react the like little reactions little? from okay. people and like characters. Okay, I just want to talk about the whole overall hacker community in this okay. movie because yeah, because clearly this, this oh. changed your life to, to, to explore hackers. <laughs> but I want you to okay. First off, I want like an update. Like, uh, what is the hacker world like today, and what is the community like? In oh, re- I mean, in reality, I mean it's. Because you probably have a knowledge of this. Yeah, it's what you would actually expect it to be. It's a lot of people sitting at computers, pouring over miles of code, thinking about things like how to properly encrypt their data and like using PGP encryption mm-hmm. email and going in IRC chats using Usenet, actually reading books, playing with Linux. It's not hopping on your rollerblades, coursing downtown, (laughs) going to an underground nightclub full of people in leather jumpsuits, and playing uh, what I think might have been an early version of Wipeout for the PS1 on a giant 60-inch screen with weird controllers while crowds gather around you to see if you're going to break a high score. I'm pretty sure it's not that. I kept thinking through this movie, like, anytime they'd be, like, on a computer or in their hacking community, yeah. I was like, this doesn't feel like... I kept thinking, the reality of this is, like, social network. Yeah. When they show those guys working and how they yeah. just... Do you remember? Like, yeah, yeah. And social network is just it's sitting on a desk. Computers. I have headphones yeah, on. I'm in a whole other world because I'm just looking at code. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's... It's not even, like, a hacking thing. I feel like that's... It's just it's a people. It's people using computers. That's all. Yeah. That's what hacking is. That's what corporate netsec is. That's what. That's what yeah. everything to do with computers is. It's using your computer. Like a couple of days ago, I got excited because a new flavor of Linux. Not it didn't just come out, but I just. What is Linux? Um, Linux is another operating system. It's like um, Mac OS, OS X, uh, OS. 10, whatever you want to call okay. it, Windows, and then Linux. Yeah, yeah. And where you have, like, Windows and Mac, you have those things. Linux is based on uh, kernels that can be modified and put out in different, they call them flavors, different variants. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Ubuntu and uh, Arch Linux and things like that. And they, it's all just a different interface for doing a lot of the same stuff. But I got excited because 
I haven't really played with this thing called Tails, which is a secure Linux operating flavor. Um, you run it from a DVD or a USB key. You mm-hmm. don't just install it, and you can run it on pretty much any computer. You can boot into it, and it's a considered a safe operating system. It doesn't okay. necessarily record any of what you've done. Like, if you want to save files, you have to save them to USB. It doesn't save to your hard okay. drive. And it routes any internet usage you do, any, anything you do on the internet through a pro, uh, I say program, sorry, through a network called Tor, okay. which is a set of relay nodes that basically anonymize your internet usage. Okay. And I get, I get excited about that. And that is, that's not, you know, it's not like hacking, whatever. It's, but it's, yeah, like, it, I feel it's, like... about, it's being smart about the way you use your computer. It's being smart about your data. Yeah, and that's that's all it is. It's oh look, there's a new flavor of Linux. I'm gonna play with this. Oh, I like it. I'm gonna throw it on a DVD and boot into it on untrusted computers. If I ever need to go online and do anything secure. Yeah, well, it's like so to me, like, and I don't mean this in a. I hope this doesn't come off cruel or rude to people that do programming or yeah. work on computers a lot. But to me, like, like how writing, like, if you are just like a traditional writer, yeah, how look look. Inclusive that is mm-hmm. and personal that yeah. is. I feel like that's what computers is too. Oh yeah, it it's is. very like just an individual and their computer. It is, and there there are great communities online for that sure. Support for sure, but they're support it, but, but I, it's not but a pitch, thing you do in a group. Yeah, that's what I picture. Is I picture like yeah. you have a community of people that are talking online, but you're still distant from each other. Right. Whereas this movie presents it, it's like it's such a social. Yeah, you don't. Like, you oh. don't hang out with your cans of Jolt Cola all gathered around one computer trying to hack the Gibson. Which, by the way, I love that reference. Do you know? Do you understand? That? No, I the don't. The Gibson hacking the Gibson in this. They call it the Gibson. Uh, it's the supercomputer at this yeah. oil firm. Uh, it's a reference to William Gibson, who wrote Neuromancer and. Mona Lisa Overdrive, Idoru, a bunch of shit. Okay. Uh, Burning Chrome, a bunch of great books that kicked off or were part of that early uh, part of cyberpunk. Oh, okay. Which is super computer heavy, very okay, like, cool. technologically forward looking, and is kind of making a resurgence now, I think. Oh, cool. So that but was. The like... Hacking the Gibson was just a little wink and nod. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The grandfather of cyberpunk. Sweet. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, like, I just, I couldn't get over, like, how social it was. Oh, yeah. Because it just seems so silly. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh. I mean, I can't remember what 1995, like, it was supposed to take place. Well, that, the movie was made in 1995. I'm assuming yeah. it was supposed to be 1995. It was. Yeah, it was supposed to be 95. Their fashion, to me, was so <laughs> absurd. Yeah. Like, it felt like you're, like, I, like, and again, it just kind of plays into what I, like, and maybe I'm wrong, but what I picture people, like... I picture when people that are programmers just don't give a shit what they look like. I yeah, that you're probably like, right. And I don't mean that in a cruel way. Like, no, I no, don't give a shit. I'm not on top of fashion. I wear fucking yeah. jeans and a t-shirt. The standard isn't to make sure that you have the coolest unitard with matching suspenders and yeah. super high top pumps. They though. seem to stand out so much from the it's, world around them. I think that that's, that's the opposite to me. In a sense of like, if I was going to be a hacker, a hacker in a sense mm-hmm. is someone that wants to just um, 
stay secretive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna be part of the world, but what I do is I sneak into these programs. Yeah. And I kind of like so to me, like to stand out that much is opposite of what they're attempting to do yeah. in a sense. I, does that make sense? I, yeah, it does, and I agree. But it's I think it's just an aspect of that cartoonish nature that you were looking yes. at because I agree, and that's <laughs> the filmmakers were looking at this as oh this is a subculture to explore, yeah. and they said oh what's what right now is counterculture, and it's this like kind of alt punky ska look, yeah, and then because it's because they don't it's not a culture that they they probably understand or most certainly aren't a part of. They look at how they can heighten it, and then they take it to the end. Oh, yeah. Agree, and it turns into nightclub rave. Yeah, suspender. I, w- I would love someone to like thing. go through like a series of movies and point out where like when people portray certain subcultures, but they're not clearly part. You can tell the person yes. that's where it's crossing it. that line between like, oh yes, yes, nope. Yeah, or just you can tell that the person that's writing it or creating the thing that's supposed to be about the subculture clearly had no part in it. Mm-hmm. They're just you're like, no, you don't doesn't look like you were even knowledgeable of the yeah. subculture. Do you know what I mean? You're just adding things that seem to be hip at the time. Yeah. The um did do you think the uh thing at the end with serial killer taking the data that they need to save them from jail and cutting into the world ev- apparently every broadcast in the world on television. Do you think that was like a, a nod to Max Headroom or do you think they had no idea? It was just a weird fluke. I think a weird fluke, but Max Hedrum, he did he hack into all of the world? It was... Uh, I mean, I know very little about Yeah, it was Max that um, digital... Uh, the character, I know the yeah, digital Yeah, Matt Frewer used to do, did it in the 80s. And, yeah. Um, a couple years after that, someone hacked into some... I can't remember where the broadcast was, but it was a pretty major broadcast dressed as Max Hedrum. Oh, really? Max Hedrum mask on it. They actually broke into that broadcast, and it was, I don't know, a minute, two minutes? I don't remember. Exactly, but it was a thing that actually happened, and people were blown away. Okay, yeah, like oh, this can't possible. Yeah, like oh my god, I don't know. Maybe that is. Maybe that is. But that was another like cartoonish thing to me. Is is like that's the way you resolved it. I wanted like for a story about underdogs, I wanted them to give more vindication. Yes. Other than just like, hey guys, we just broadcast this information. Which like I thought about like I kept thinking about like, yeah, you broadcast it, but the world didn't need to know. The way it was set up (laughs) at the the way it was set up initially it was like we want to prove that we didn't do this that we're not the bad guys and we want to take down fisher stevens where it ended up before serial killers broadcast that's his hacker handle by the way yeah he's not a serial killer uh but where it ended up before that i think was it lost the thread and suddenly they were like we have to stop this virus from overturning the oil tanker and I don't know quite where that turn happened. It, 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 it's like there, it's almost like it was not even the yeah. turn wasn't even in there. It was just like that's all. And that was their success. And then it was almost incidental that they were vindicated by this other by this other guy who they gave the data to and yeah. who got it out there. It was one of those like we're doing it's like we're gonna have a grand ending to this. Yeah. But it's like no, the rest of the world like this seems like an inside incident that the world didn't need to know about. Right. And and when you broadcast that, I kept thinking like. There are so many people that would probably turn the channel so yeah, fast, or turn it off, 
or just keep walking. Because mm-hmm. it'd be like, who the fuck is this guy on the TV? <laughs> and then he, what he was talking about, I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, because he was about as high as you get. Yeah. Through that whole movie. And, and all the, the information, you probably be like... tolerance for that when it's coming out of nowhere. I feel like, like the way we look at the news now today and how much like yeah. we kind of just blaze over. Yeah, you look at it, it and you're like, what's this crazy changed. fucker doing? Yeah. Or whatever. Even when shit's important, I feel like our society just kind of like yeah. blazes over it or just goes, ah, I can't be bothered. Right. And I don't think that's changed since like 1995 in mm-hmm. some sense. So I just kept thinking like, no one would care. And no, no one knows what you're talking about. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> How much stuff can we really hack into? Tell me that. Because <laughs> like... I don't I mean, I'm not a hacker. I, I program. And I program mostly so, web stuff. Yeah, it's right. Not, I'm just curious I'm not writing, because... You know, I'm not writing a lot of code in my spare time and I'm not... Not like, breaking into everyone else's twenty-eight baud modems, like in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I, I, like I have, a, I feel like my knowledge of what, what a hacker could do is like I get bank accounts because all that stuff's stored on like computers. Yeah. And things like that, but like our, like the light thing at the very end of the movie. Oh, at the end of the movie, when, the, like, when Dade and Kate are swimming in a rooftop pool. <laughs> And their friends have hacked into a couple of buildings nearby yeah. to make the the lights in the windows spell out crash and burn because their uh, handles at that point his is not zero cool anymore. It's crash override and hers is acid yeah. burn. And it's like, oh, our crazy friends, and they've somehow hacked into what I'm guessing is a building that just has normal analog electronic light switches. It's not, yeah. In like, the 90s, it's not running on some digital uh, uh, automation system. Yeah, and how many buildings do, right. even today, would have their electric, like that electrical yeah, board lights. on? There's like, not, I, it not, just wouldn't. It just wouldn't. So I kept thinking, what the fuck did you hack into? Yeah. Like, that's what was just driving me nuts. Yeah, I was just like, and that, too, if that, like, I, another fact is, was those just residents' houses, and people are just like, what the fuck? Why do I want to Why do I keep on and off? Like, what's going on? <laughs> it's it's some old man going, honey, we've been hacked. Yeah. Oh, those, oh, we never those hackers again. We never should have installed digital light switches. Yeah. Like, oh, we shouldn't have never agreed to the apartment building allowing us to go digital. Yeah. Yeah. It was like it's those things. Things are like I get aesthetically why you're doing right. it for it's, the film sake. Oh yeah, it's a movie, guys. But it's it never. Movie. But it that's what I hate is when I feel yeah. like the like the logic did, for it. The logic in the world you set up never. You never like. I don't think you chose a world to play right. in. You also, just, what you just, city were they in? New, was York, New York was. Yeah, they said New York because okay. they fly into it at the beginning. Oh right. And she says it to him at one point like, "You're gonna like New York." And he makes some smart right, remark right. about there not being grass. Yeah. That's what it was. And you're just like... It was I like at the beginning that they stab, like, back to the mom. They make it seem like they're just assholes to each other. The yeah. Mom parents. But then you eventually have her as leverage. I think it was it was meant to come off as like, oh, look, this mom and son have such a great relationship that they can just joke around all the time. <laughs> but it came off very hostile. Very hostile. <laughs> it was like a weird combination of hostile and, like, angry flirting. Yeah. Which like, made it... Really, really weird. weird. I didn't pick that up when I was young and watching it. Yeah, but it definitely comes. That when you watch that as yeah. an adult, he's just—I can't remember what he says, but he says some weird. Well, like, in the yeah, that scene where they're kind of where you're introducing their relationship and like their dynamic, and she's talking like she makes a joke about him masturbating, and he's like, "Mom, I'm a virgin." Yeah, and who does she pick up the phone and talk to? No one. She was just because the whole she time she was making a weird joke. Was that what it was? Because yeah. I can't like the whole time I just like. 
is she really like making a joke? Like it was like the equivalent of me picking up the phone and being like, "Hello, <laughs> what's that? Oh, okay, Dave. The world wants you to shut the fuck up. Just call, quick." It literally took me a moment yeah. when we were watching it to figure that like, out. Wait, did she really get a phone call, or who, did she make? A who was she talking to? Like, was she talking to his father? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like I was so like, <laughs> what? What's, How about the actual the actual dynamic hacking? of the hacking? Oh my god. And, like, the computers, like... Yeah. The computers that can display incredible, immersive 3D graphics in yeah. 1995, but run on, like, Mac OS 7. And how, like, if you hacked, it looked like a video game, it like, menu. Every time it was yeah. a video game menu. You were a bite flying through these <laughs> towers of data with little whoosh noises as other data packets whizzed by you. Yeah. Oh, and the reality is if that was really, like, if we showed what they yeah. were doing, it would just be code. Yeah. It would just be just co- boring-looking yep. plan code. Yeah, you're opening up a command line, and you're <laughs> SSHing into someone's system. Like, yeah, it's... like, when they go, in, like, uh, when the plague and them are in the system, he literally goes, like, give me a visual. And, yeah. like, they come oh, to, yeah. like, Could the you... shot of, like, going through the towers. Yeah. And you're like, no. Data. And, like, we, we pointed out while watching it, like, he, he was like, take me to this file, give me a visual. And you're like, if this was really how computers worked, mm-hmm. that you were like, I'm doing something, I need to go do this, give me a visual and take me to that file, and it took that long as time as it did, you'd be like, fuck computers. Like, yep. this is a waste of my time. I have to wait a minute yeah. for you to tra- watch you travel to the file. Right, we have to we have to actually move physically from one directory to the next and then traverse the file system <laughs> yeah. like a character climbing a tower in a video game. Like Mario hopping up platform level. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. It was real bad. And then the way they talked about it, like the weird language mm. It was such the term- And clearly they're using the language so that um, people that have never hacked or know anything about computers yeah. just can relate. Because, like, like even the small knowledge now, I think, uh, that people generally know yeah. about computers. Like, I'm not a programmer, but I generally know computers. And I think right. most people do now. That, like, it seems so silly to be, like, when they're getting attacked, like, oh, no. We're a virus, and he like we have a virus. Yeah. Send in a like what was like. Well, when he said we a have couple... a vi- when he said they launched a virus, uh, Pendulette played Fisher Stevens' security lackey. By yeah, the way. Pen Gillette goes, uh, "Whoa, they've hit us with a virus!" And Fisher Stevens just goes, "Launch the antivirus!" Yeah, launch the antivirus. But that was just a normal virus. Then one of them sent in the rabbit something one. that's visually represented as a rabbit, and he goes, "We've got a rabbit!" And Fisher Stevens goes. Use a flu shot. Yeah, that's what, what I think sounds super weird. Like, use what? a flu shot, and you're like, what? Uh, like, what this makes you... no sense now. No, that's not Like, now it's not a you're thing. You're making this up. Yeah, it's so... Now it's become goofy. It's, yeah, it's in- invented jargon. Yeah. That they think might play to, like, the flyover states. Exactly. Audience. Like, oh, I get that. Computers yeah. are like us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, oh, the computer is sick because they gave it a virus. We got to get oh, a flu yeah. shot. It's like a digital flu shot. Oh, but I think now, like, with, yeah. with, with, like, us generation, I think that's why it looks silly. Yeah. Because we're going, we're going, we know computers, and that's not yeah. how they work. Right. They, a lot... Because I think a much still smaller in, segment of the audience. Because like in nineteen, this was nineteen ninety five, right? Yeah. I mean, computers existed in the homes, of yeah. course. 
But they were still working off of like DOS, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember yeah. my home computer had to be like by the not mid nineties when some people might have had. Uh, I probably had a graphical, graphical yeah, graphic cards. Uh, something probably like games like that would have been like this, I think the the seventh. I think guest this or movie came out right before Windows ninety five. Yeah, that would make sense. So you'd you'd have a you know you had a graphical interface. You'd have would you have CD? It would still be floppies. Point, yeah. Okay, I was I'm, I can't remember. Yeah, the three and a half inch floppies, not those big five and a quarter. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had the ones they were using because yeah. I remember I that was the when I used to wear play uh, Heroes Quest. Oh yeah, we we play with. The, you'd have to put those in as you went. Uh, that and like Space Quest, which were great. Space Quest was so fun. And They were silly and funny. Yeah, so I just think yeah, there's the language and the jargon. Is, it's one of the things that will date it forever. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's an argument to to be made that that movie should have been set the you know the proverbial like five minutes into the future thing where it's always intended to be just like next year, just next year yeah but even then it would have been so dated i think it would have hung on maybe another five years before it became absurd yeah but it it wouldn't have mattered at this point it just it just had that thing where it was like like it still felt fantastical and out of reach yeah and that's probably why it worked at the time honestly i feel like if they had actually represented computers and the way we use them in a more realistic way it would be more relevant today like a movie like war games for as ridiculous as that concept is, uh-huh. like he's using a computer mostly the way a computer is meant to be used. Yeah, like, he's just no, like, no, that kid is not going to be able to hack NORAD. But beyond that one thing that you have to suspend your disbelief for, like, yeah, that's computer use. I think this movie was just trying to make it entertaining. I think they were just like, oh, we can't, like, this this stuff's boring to the normal man. And you know what, though? It worked. When it came out on the VHS, uh, I think I lived in Colorado at the time, and this was before Blockbuster and Hollywood were sort of ubiquitous, and there were uh-huh. still family video stores around, yeah. mom and pop shops. The one we went to in Colorado was really friendly, and I rented this movie enough that they gave me a copy of the tape. Wow. Yeah. I would. I mean, months and months of renting and re-renting. That's they did so that. funny. They gave me a copy of Hackers, and they gave me a copy of the Super Nintendo game Chrono Trigger, based Chrono on Trigger. how many Hell times yeah. I rented. One of the greatest games ever. Couldn't agree more. I'd like to play that again, because it was so much fun. You should play it again. I have a copy of it. I just need to set up my Super Nintendo. You should. I, I got mine set up. Oh, I know. I need to set my old one. I don't. I, I can't get into these new games. I feel like an old man. I I live. I don't literally have went, any interest in the new systems. I don't either. I just like the only reason I have like what I have my interest in is downloading like when they take an old game and they just upgrade it. Yeah. To a little more fancier graphics, mm-hmm. but it's the same game. Like apparently now you can download the new Ducktales. Yeah. It's the whole game, but, and I was like, I, I haven't done it yet, but I really want to, because that's the first game I ever beat. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, I really want to play that again, that new version, even though I'd still play the old one. Yeah. Um, but it's that's actually, I feel like it's a weird tangent that we just went on, but it's kind of germane to the conversation. Yeah. These things that are, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a jump, I'm going to take a leap here. These things that were relevant in the 90s, and I'm not saying the movie Hackers was relevant, but the idea behind it was, just like these games that were relevant then, and we, things are changing enough technologically that we want that familiarity again from our games. Our yeah. generation. A movie like Hackers, I feel like those ideas are becoming germane again because the public is suddenly starting to think about their data again, their online life again, with... with not to not to get political or anything, but with the whole NSA thing, Edward Snowden, and a oh, lot yeah. of the revelations have come to light there. 
And the fact that I think two days ago, the government basically, uh, it came out that they can break SSL encryption. They can most of the time see what you're doing on Tor, which is that network I talked about oh, earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're given enough time, they can break a lot of kind of kinds of encryption that they shouldn't be able to break, that nobody wants them to be able to break, and the public I think, perception is suddenly us, the little guys who want to protect our data, against them the big guys who want yeah. our data. Even even in newspapers, in like in things like Wired, and an article I saw on The Atlantic referred to everyone who might use these encryption techniques that the government can now break as us, and refer to the government as them. It was this weird, unconscious side-taking. But because of that, I feel like a movie like Hackers is kind of relevant again. It's the first movie that popularized that idea. Taking control of your technology. Being the master of your digital life in some way or another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I'm surprised a movie like this in some sense, hasn't been remade with all the remakes. I am. I, I mean, I, I like. I'm not saying it would exactly be like, oh, you're just gonna remake hackers. Yeah. But just the idea, I'm like, I'm really surprised we haven't seen more of these, especially with how much we are now more invested in, in our data. I think the problem would be in remaking this. You would have to make it more realistic, yeah. based on what today's audience is for sure will accept. But in making it more realistic, you would make it boring. It That's be the like, challenge of the filmmaker. It, <laughs> it would be like watching The Social Network, but only the parts where they're sitting at their computers yeah, exactly. with their headphones on, and not the parts Which where there's character Actual drama, drama going on. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Maybe it's something we can't make a movie of. Yeah. They, uh, they made a movie that I can't remember what it was called. But it was the story of Kevin Mitnick, a real-life hacker. The whole, like, zero-cool 12-year-old doing something that gets him busted like that, kind of taken from. And some places they, they released it, they called it Hackers 2, but I think that was generally if it was going really? through where it was being bootlegged. Because it wasn't, like, an official Hackers 2, but you uh, can okay. still find, if you, like, grab something off of Usenet or go on uh, the Pirate Bay or something, you can still find copies of that film floating around as Hackers 2. I think this is it. Oh, yeah. Uh, the- yeah, Takedown. Takedown, that's what it is, yeah. Based on the true story of the capture of computer hacker Kevin Mitnick. Yeah, and then they were calling, uh... What was that terrible Ryan... Oh, he he was married to Reese Witherspoon? Felipe? Ryan Felipe movie with Tim Robbins. I think it was called... Was it Antitrust? It's called Antitrust. I think that was floating around with the code name Hackers 3 for a while, but totally unofficially. <laughs> I feel like Antitrust is what you would get if you tried to make Hackers now, and it's just something that's incredibly cheesy and bad, but in a different way. Yeah. Well, it becomes, like, the drama's in the computer, but it's like you can't portray that on the screen. Right. So it becomes like, oh, we have to make it a thriller. Mm. And, yeah. And, and then it turns into, like, The Net with Sandra yeah. Bullock, which was also Oh, or they just absurd. ruined everything of her life, right? Yeah. So oh. many internet movies. And then They're there's on. VR Troopers. Come on, we all... VR Troopers, yeah. <laughs> they fought. Oh, yeah. Remember they fought in the fucking yep. computer? So stupid. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you want... This is going to sound ridiculous, but if you want something that's a slightly more grounded version, like a grounded look into the, the world that Hackers is trying to represent, just mm-hmm. in terms of being in a computer, at the very least something that kind of uses the jargon correctly, the cartoon Reboot. Really? Do you remember Reboot? I don't think... It's a... Feel, I mean, the character Characters in it are programs in a computer, and they're fighting like a cyber war. Oh, I do remember this. It's I remember kind of fun. Uh, I don't think I ever, I can't remember much about 
not better. It's than certainly that. not a good portrayal, like a realistic portrayal of that world in any way. But it is better than what. Well, I remember the villain. Does. I remember the villain. But uh, reboot is worth checking out. Uh, Neil Stevenson's Snow Crash. Uh, it's not a movie. It's a book, but it's one hundred percent, thousand percent worth reading. Anything by William Gibson is worth reading. Anything that Glenn Greenwald writes in the Guardian or the New York Times is relevant to the conversation too. Who's that guy? He's the guy who got all the Snowden docs. Oh right. But because of because of that, there is a lot of I'm sad a lot of great tech, say, tech journalism. Can I say now. and then maybe this will turn off all if people start listening to this then they hear this they probably won't listen to me ever again. I'm completely in the in the dark on this whole Snowden thing. Educate me on it as though I'm like a dummy. Okay. Uh, which I feel like I am to it. Okay, so Snowden worked for a defense contractor called Booz Allen. Mm-hmm. which had a lot of high-level contracts with the government, uh, a lot of access to data. Mm-hmm. He leaked a massive trove of these documents to a journalist named Glenn Greenwald, who worked at The Guardian, um, okay. and after leaking them, fled uh, and yes, went looking yeah. for sanctuary. Uh, he leaked them, he said he leaked them because he couldn't take the abuses, of, like what he was seeing as abuses of the government toward the American people, spying on the on American people. Since then, it has come out that the government has the ability, and does actually use this, they have the ability to capture all of the internet data in the country. Any, anything that happens on the internet, it's crazy. they are capturing, uh, the NSA is capturing at one of their data centers. Anything, oh, this is a different thing, but I'll, I'll get back to this. So they're capturing all this data. Yeah. They say... Yes, we could look at it all we want at any time we wanted, but we don't because it's our policy to only look at it if it involves terrorism or if it's coming from a foreign threat. But their definition of when it involves terrorism, when it involves a foreign threat, is classified. All of the processes on how they use the data are classified. The fact that they have the data and used it was classified until this leaked, and then they started to declassify some things, trying to put public minds at ease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It isn't working. No, No, why would anyone... People are really freaked out about the way they use their data. Now it's coming out that all of these methods of encryption that were once thought to be, not unbreakable, but once thought to be unbroken, yeah. are now It's like crackable. there's no way to hide. Yeah. Or not even hide, but just feel secure that like, hey man, no one's yeah. looking at like what I do. It's also come out that AT&T, I don't know, but nobody knows about any of the other phone providers, but that AT&T uh, has had a deal in place with the DEA for 20-some years, I think. It predates uh-huh. the whole PRISM scandal. PRISM is the name of this spying initiative yeah. where we're collecting internet data. Okay. AT&T has an agreement with the DEA in place that predates all of that, where they're giving the government access to every phone call, every bit of data that has ever it's been nuts. transmitted under the guise of fighting the drug trade. Rightfully, I think, has people really freaked out about the amount of data that they once thought was private, that they were told was private, is being given over. And the fact that there are now, there are a ton more things, like apparently The Guardian has enough material to keep dribbling these leaks out through 2014, which is great because you know how people tend to, if you drop something all at once, people get offended and horrified and then they forget. Yeah. But this steady stream keeps it in public consciousness. And the government doesn't seem to know what it is. The major affront, the thing that got people to notice beyond the tech industry, is when Glenn Greenwald's uh, partner, who is not a journalist, 
but was traveling from Brazil to the U.S., I think, uh-huh. to meet with a documentarian who was helping with this, was detained for eight hours in London, in the airport, by government security. They took all of his electronics. They questioned him for that entire time about what information he had. By the way, having classified information, this is, I think, the important part of this story, having classified information is not a crime. Leaking it is. Okay. When, you're, when you have it as a journalistic effort, it's not illegal to possess. It's only giving it out. Okay. So he hadn't actually broken any laws, but they took all of his equipment and they aren't giving it back, or they maybe they gave some of it back, but they questioned him for eight hours to try and find out how much was leaked. Yeah. And that is apparently in England also illegal. It goes against the spirit of the law that allowed them to do it, which was written up and only intended to detain people in the event of terrorist connection. So they detained him as a terrorist Ugh. for having information that made the government look bad. bad. Because England is, is pretty high, pretty deeply involved with this as well. Of course. Their, their intel... Uh, their intelligence. Dude, this is why I just don't like... Don't trust government. I just don't trust it. That's the funny thing. All the things that maybe five years ago people would be like, oh, put away your tinfoil hat, crazy. You know what? Maybe maybe the people with the tinfoil hats weren't crazy. They weren't crazy. There's parts of it I'm like, you can't yeah. be. like Because there's there's too much that we never get to see. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of... And that's why there, I can't I can't completely, too, and this is crazy, eliminate that idea of the... Uh, of the uh, and that's the biggest conspiracy theory of like the world powers. I can't completely say that no. that, that that can be false. <laughs> I know. I'm I can str- with you. I can strongly believe it. Like, damn right, mm-hmm. somebody's somebody's making the world turn. Yeah, there are strings being pulled, and we don't know who's pulling them. Yeah, right? like, like, I get it. I'm an ins- insignificant one. That like, yeah. maybe the strings are attached to my strings or whatever. Right, but but that's the thing. They kind of are. I mean, well, they are, but our like, lives are becoming. I clearly more am not feeling the the biggest tug of it. Oh, I guess I just mean our lives are moving more and more onto the internet in every way. Oh yes, and that and I mean, what we do on the internet is more and more becoming the property of people we don't know or yeah. necessarily trust. I guess brings it back to the movie because with this whole NSA prism thing, there's sensationalism on both sides. I think the smartest thing anyone can do is read up on it learn about it and make their decide their opinions for themselves when they've read as much as they yeah. can. In the same way that you should be learning about computers. Like, maybe there's not a movie like Hackers that you watched when you were 12. They kicked it into overdrive for <laughs> you. But you live in a world now where you should at least know this stuff. You should yeah. understand your computer. You should understand how it works for you, how it can work for you. Yeah. And that's what I loved about, about the movie. They knew what they could make their systems do. You, okay, because uh, I agree 100% with you. But do you think there's a big... There has to still be parts of society, the Midwest and possibly big chunks of like the South, where people don't use computers. I think it... it I mean, there definitely there is. Well, like, I talk to people on phones on my day job where it's like they claim they don't have the yeah. computers and they have to go to libraries. And I'm like, how much data? I mean, I get yeah. emails and stuff, but... And if that's the case, cool, like, more more power to you. If that's if but, that's the way you want to live think, your life, if that's your lifestyle... But I'm curious, cool. though, in the age that we're going... It won't be... It a, won't last long. Even talking in a scientific way, who's freer? The people that are... Us that are plugged in? Nope. Or the people that are out? It's the people that are out, for sure. That's so... I know. That's it's so crazy. insane to me, because, like, I look at, like, our daily lives just being, like, I don't even program... I don't really, like, I have blogs and stuff. Yeah. I'm not even doing anything other than, you know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, there's definitely incriminating things out there <laughs> for, for me. Yeah. But I'm like... Movies. 
<laughs> Nudies, yeah. Uh, can I function if I had to? Can I function without it? I can't answer that in general or for you, but for me, no. I don't know. I don't think I could. Wow. I A lot of my living is derived from it, though, and a lot of my interests... Well, for sure. Geared, that's what like, I'm saying. Like, geared toward the technological, I I couldn't go live off the grid, become a homesteader. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't think I could either. Well, but these days, it's, it's, but it's, it's about finding that line between well, yeah. happiness and safety, security. Yeah. Well, isn't there like, some famous quote, and Awareness. I wish I knew what it was, where people talk about, like, it might be from a play, and I just can't think of it, where they talk about, with the, even the, the invention of the telephone, mm-hmm. when that came along, lose a bit of your privacy. Yeah. Because now some, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because like, now, now you have a phone number. Yeah, you have a phone and number. And someone knows that phone well, number. Yeah. Something more is known about you than was known before. Yeah. Like, all of our conveniences do have their, they their have, dark They sides. have a major cost. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the reason I'm doing the whole uh, trying to take myself offline so a lot yeah. thing. Getting rid of Facebook. Trying to really limit and control what networks I'm on, what accounts I have, what it, just what information about me is out there. I think it's something that people need to be aware of now and that in a few years people are going to look back on and say, I wish I had reined my shit in a little bit. Oh, I a few years should ago. have. The Wild West days of the internet are over. The days where we could do whatever we wanted and there was little consequence where we could put whatever we wanted out there are over and the days where we have to look at we have to look at all the shit we've thrown and start figuring out where to pick it up again i think that's the the phase we're in now is it like an industrial stage or what is it what was the stage uh, i don't know i feel like uh it's probably like uh yeah, like the renaissance is over, and we've entered the industrial age, for mm-hmm. sure. We've entered the age where all the stuff that used to be amazing and impressive and anyone could eventually do it, and you could learn and you could thrive, that's over. The, the era where everything's being codified and reined in mm-hmm. and like brought under one roof and controlled and regulated is, is in. We've gone from people making you know statues out of marble and traveling to courts to make <laughs> paintings to railroad barons laying down tracks across, yeah, telling you across the digital country and telling telling otherwise uh, undisturbed pocket civilizations how they are now going to function in this bigger overall. Yeah, that's a good thought to lay, like end on because I just just what you just said. I was like, great, we have a, like we consider a train a great convenience, but it literally is someone saying this is the way you have to travel and this yeah. is the, the path you'll take. It certainly is. <laughs> Sad fucking world we live in. Let's all become hackers and take it back. (laughs) (laughs) Hack the planet, as they say in the movie. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for uh, coming on, James. Thank you for having me, Dave. It was a pleasure. More of a pleasure over here. Oh. (laughs) We're going to kiss when this is over. (laughs) We will. Thank you for listening to I Will Watch Anything Once. James Mulholland is the very man who designed my logo, so you should use him too. Check out his uh, print and web design stuff and get his services at jbmulholland.com. As well as you can follow him on Twitter at at probablyjames. James is a great guy, easy to work with, and he's created many posters in the past for me, which they've all come out better than I could have imagined. If you are enjoying I Will Watch Anything Once, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. 
You can also follow me on Twitter at IWWAO and on Tumblr at IWillWatchAnythingOnce.tumblr.com. And if you have a movie in mind that you think I should see, please email me at IWillWatchAnythingOnce at gmail.com or direct message me on the Tumblr with the name of the film and I'll try my best to watch all those suggested movies and share my experience in viewing them on the podcast. So thank you again for listening to I Will Watch Anything Once. And remember, if you haven't seen it once, you can't complain. And just... Oh, car alarm. Hope that car alarm isn't... If you hear the car alarm... Yeah. Great. Oh, there. It's done now. So if you heard it, then you caught a little Easter egg. A little Easter egg. A little Easter egg.